This podcast is brought to you by Bet Rivers. Download the Bet Rivers app from the App Store or Google Play Store. Must be 21. Available in Ohio only. Void where prohibited. Terms and conditions apply. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler. Sports gaming is provided in partnership with Dayton Real Estate Ventures, LLC, DBA, Hollywood Gaming at Dayton Raceway. If you're a tennis fan, you'll love betting weekly game bet match on the Bet Rivers Network. Whether you're a better or just love tennis, you'll enjoy the in depth analysis each week of the tennis calendar. Subscribe to Game Bet Match today from your favorite podcast provider. You're listening to The Bullpen with Adam the Bull on the Bet Rivers Network. All right, it's been almost 18 hours since the Browns defeated the 49ers, and we still have plenty to say about it. Hey, everybody, it's Adam the Bull, and this is my podcast, The Bullpen with Adam the Bull, brought to you by Bet Rivers. lot to get to today. More fallout from the Browns' startling victory over the 49ers. Plus, the Eagles lose their first game, and the other teams in the AFC North all win. Giants came close to beating the Bills as well. We'll talk about all of it on today's edition of The Bullpen with Adam the Bull, Brought to you by Bet Rivers. You're in the bullpen with Adam the Bull. As I said, one day later, and nothing has changed in the excitement from Browns fans. The amount of people that listened or watched my podcast yesterday, that listened and watched uh, the Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show podcast as well, and my man G. Bush as well. Everybody's going nuts. Everybody wants to hear what we have to say. We are dominating the market. Yes, indeed. And I am so appreciative of all you fans who watch and listen to all the entities I'm on right here on the podcast here uh, brought to you by Bet Rivers. I love doing this podcast. It's a lot of fun. And yesterday was a lot of fun. And today's a lot of fun because now that I've had to let it, you know, now that it's sat and marinated with me even longer and you think about what the Browns accomplished there, I think this is their most unlikely win in as long as I've been covering the team. As you know, I've been covering the Browns since 2011. That's a lot of seasons at this point. You all have been watching them longer. Certainly, I've paid attention to the Browns for a longer time than that. But I've been watching this team, you know, with with a fine-tooth comb. Can you watch a team with a fine-tooth comb? That doesn't really make any sense. But as closely as I've watched this team since 2011, this is definitely, to me, the the most unlikely, can't say it's the biggest win because you've won a playoff game, one, but you won it against Pittsburgh on the road. I think this Niner team is better than that Pittsburgh team, but nonetheless, that was a bigger game. But this was a, a less likely win. I, th- I thought, and many of us thought, the Browns would beat the Steelers in that playoff game. But this game, nobody thought the Browns were going to win. Uh, I'm giving nobody credit for picking this game. Everybody's pretending they're smart today. Nobody was smart. Nobody had the Browns winning this game. That's how unlikely and upset it was. But the Browns did what they had to do in all three phases. Was it perfect? No. But did they find a way against a team that had been the best team in football? They absolutely did. Are injuries part of the equation? Of course they are. I had some 49ers fans say to me, well, you didn't even mention that Christian McCaffrey and Debo Samuel got hurt. I did mention that. They did get hurt. Certainly that factored into the Niners' ability to play well. However, as I say all the time when it comes to the Browns, injuries are not an excuse. Kyle Shanahan is a genius. That's what we've talked about. He's a difference maker on offense. If he's that big a genius, he's got to be able to adjust. 
he did a poor job, in my opinion, of adjusting to his injuries. I get it. Those are significant injuries, especially the McCaffrey one. McCaffrey one happened in the second half, though. Wasn't like the whole game. Debo got hurt early, but they played without Debo plenty of times before. He hasn't been a huge factor in their offense. Uh, in the end, I thought McCa- uh, I thought that Shanahan went away from the run too much. Even with McCaffrey back out, they've got a good old line. They've got talented backs. They had Elijah Mitchell back for this game. So I don't want to hear about it. The Browns were playing with a with a, a non-starting quarterback. P.J. Walker is not a starting quarterback in the NFL. There's no chance he's a top 32 quarterback. I'm not sure he's a top 50 quarterback. That's what they had. They've been out without their best running back all season long. The Browns did not have their best offensive lineman. Their starting left guard missed the game. Plus, their right tackle's been out all year. I don't want to hear any whining and crying about injuries. I don't, I'll tell you another thing I don't want to hear whining and crying about is officials. Was the personal foul that eventually led on the hit to the head that eventually led to the Browns getting a field goal opportunity to take the lead a big part of this game? Of course it was. Were there bad calls earlier in the game that went against the Browns? Of course there were. I tell Browns fans to stop whining about officials, and I'll tell Niners fans the same thing. Win the game. If your kicker makes the kick, nothing else matters. He choked. They choked. The Browns won. I don't want to hear about your stinking injuries. I don't want to hear about your stinking penalties. The Browns won the game. That's all that matters. I don't care about anything else. The Browns won. Now, even if they had lost, I thought the Browns gave a valiant effort. Um, But there's no moral victories. And in the end, the Browns found a way to win it. Was there some luck involved? Of course. But that's part of sports. Before I continue, let me remind you, folks, to get extra value this football season with Bet Rivers Squares. Win up to $10,000 in bonus money. Bet $10 in same-game parlays on any game with the Squares icon to earn a square. It's your chance to win 10,000 buckaroos. So, let's go back to the three phases of the Browns winning this game. On offense, they did against what I'm going to say is the second best defense in the NFL, the 49ers, behind only the Browns. The offense ran the ball tremendously well. I gave you the numbers on yesterday's podcast. I thought Kareem Hunt got him going early, and then Jerome Ford with some huge runs in the second half. I thought they both contributed. I thought they both played very well. You know, and P.J. Walker used his legs. Uh, He only ran the ball. You know, he didn't. You look at his running stats, three carries for one yard. But I thought he used his athletic ability, his legs, to get out of some trouble and make a few decent throws. I'm not going to try to convince you that P.J. Walker's any good. He's not. He is what he is. He's a backup or third-string quarterback. But he showed leadership. He showed a little moxie. He showed some intangibles. You look at the box score, it's awful. But there was a difference, clearly, in him starting versus the kid going last week. All right? There's a huge difference. The veteran presence mattered, and it's part of the reason they won the game. Amari Cooper helped helped his young his. I shouldn't say young. P.J. Walker's not that young, but he helped P.J. Walker out, making a couple of great catches, deep catches. 
Uh, David Njoku played a good game. You look at the numbers, three for 24 in the, in the game. Doesn't look great, but he was a warrior for playing, made some key blocks, and he had like a, whatever it was, like a 25, 30-yard touchdown that got called back by a, 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 a holding penalty on Wyatt Teller, which was a bad mistake by Wyatt Teller. And had nothing to do with the play. It's not. Sometimes you'll see, you'll say, well, if it wasn't for that holding penalty, he would have scored a touchdown. And then my response could be, well, if it wasn't for the holding penalty, he might not have scored a touchdown. That was not the case here. This holding penalty had nothing to do with the play. The ball, they, they were already, you know, but by, by that point, the play had already passed that spot in the field. Um, and so, you know, what are you going to do? I, I, I thought I give, I'm giving David Njoku deserves a lot of credit. I've been critical of him at times, but the last two weeks he showed up when they've needed him. Uh, he's made some big plays. And I thought the Browns, after McCaffrey went out of the game, and even, even after the first drive, uh, the run defense after that first drive was absolutely tremendous. They did a great job on that side of the ball. They made and Brock Purdy was a mess in the weather. I thought Rodney McLeod coming in as the third safety in this game was fantastic. Uh, Martin Emerson, two passes defended, had the interception. He played great. We know JOK is playing out of his mind. He had a sack and three tackles for a loss. Combined, the Browns had eight sacks slash tackles for losses. And JOK had four of them, plus a pass defended and two quarterback hits. I mean, it was very impressive, the game he had. Uh, so a lot of kudos to go around. Uh, when you look at you look at a big part of the you know, you look at a lot of things on this defense as to why they're better. Obviously, Jim Schwartz, huge, huge. Obviously, the addition of Dalvin Tomlinson, and this is another thing. Like, if you didn't watch the game yesterday and you look at the box score and you see Dalvin Tomlinson had one tackle and no other stats, you'd be like, well, well what did he do? Was he on a milk carton? But if you actually watch the game, you saw how disruptive Dalvin Tomlinson, his play, his pressure up the middle created havoc. It, it, it screwed up a bunch of plays for the Niners. It led to other guys making a play. And that's why defensive stats can be very misleading, especially for defensive linemen, and even more so specifically defensive tackles. Because I thought Dalvin Tomlinson had a fantastic game. Um, so, you know, and Rodney McLeod, the veteran presence, obviously he's been, you know, you, so, so you bring in Jim Schwartz, a guy who played for him in Rodney McLeod, a big time, interior guy in Dalvin Tomlinson. Those are all new pieces, and they're big, 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 big parts of the reason why the Browns have gone from an awful defense to an excellent defense. But there's two other key things here to me. You know, Martin Emerson um, has looked really good since he first joined the Browns, so it's not surprised he's, he's gotten better and continued to play well. Greg Newsom has been better this year than last year. Denzel Ward, better this year than last year. But those guys have had their moments. But two guys who at times have looked completely lost in the Browns' defense in the past that are playing at an extremely high level, to me, these two guys have, and, and, and I'll give some credit to Jim Schwartz on that for using these guys properly and getting the most out of them. But Grant Delpit and JOK, who at times in the last year, you're like, okay, maybe it's time to move on from those guys, 
are playing as well as anybody on the Browns defense. Delpit at safety, JOK at linebacker. They have both been great, and they were both great again yesterday. JOK especially. It was a just a beautiful effort by the Browns. What we got to remember, though, folks, is the NFL is a week-to-week league. When the Browns lose, the season is not over. When the Browns win, they're not winning the Super Bowl. Yeah, they might win the Super Bowl, but we can't have these extreme reactions to every game. It's a long way to go. The division is tough, despite some shaky games from all four teams so far in the season. As I mentioned yesterday, all four teams, 500 or better, it's the only division. This division will probably come down to the end of the year. No team in this division is perfect. No team in this division is bad. It's going to be a battle every single week. And in the NFL, there's no easy games. You saw it. The Browns, a huge underdog to the Niners, win 1970. The Jets, a huge underdog to Philadelphia with a great performance. The Jets did a great job. They were down big early, 14-0 or 14-3. They come back and beat the Eagles 20-14 on an interception of Jalen Hurts late that one led to the game-winning touchdown. And the Giants didn't win, but the Giants have looked like the worst team in football, and they held the Bills to 14 points all in the fourth, fourth quarter. And they had a chance at the end with Tyrod Taylor. Came up just short. 14-9, Bills final. Every week, things change. And how about the Browns, the Lions, and the Jets? Those three teams, three of maybe the three most snake-bit franchises in all of the NFL, combined to beat... Now, the Lions have been really good all year, unlike the Browns and the Jets. But all three teams combined to beat three teams that, that combined were 13-1 and coming into yesterday's action. The Eagles were 5-0. and Jets beat them. The the Niners were 5-0, and the Browns beat them, the Buccaneers were 3-1, and and the Lions beat them. When, I, I bet we've never had that, that the Browns, Lions, Jets all won in the same week against teams that were either had zero or one losses this late into the season. I, I, I got to believe that's never happened in the history of football. As far as the AFC North, the Bengals held on for dear life against the Seahawks. Uh, Seahawks, every time they got in the red zone, the Bengals' defense tightened up. Bengals won that game because of their defense, like the Browns, beating the Niners, the Bengals, with the Seahawks. Bengals' offense marched right down the field first two drives, but in the second half, their offense did nothing. Bengals win at 17-13. Ravens had a fairly easy time on Sunday morning football with the Titans, 24-16. Rest of the league, rapid fire. Let's go through it. Uh, the Commanders beat the Falcons 24-16. to Desmond Ritter three for, threw for over 300 yards for the Falcons, but he also threw three picks in this one. Vikings, in an ugly one, beat the Bears 19-13. Vikings passing game struggled without Justin Jefferson. We'll see if they can adjust as the weeks go on. Carolina, looking for their first win, had a 14-0 lead at the end of the first quarter against the Dolphins, and they got outscored 42-7 the rest of the way. Two at 262 and three touchdowns. Tyree kills six for 163 and a touchdown and a flip in the end zone. Raheem Mostert at 115 yards and two touchdowns on 17 carries. Jaguars uh, win again, third straight to go to four and two. They look fixed. Minshew was awful for the Colts through three picks. Uh, Travis Etienne had a, had a great game. Uh, well, great game strong. He did have two touchdowns. A 37-20. Colts made it a little closer at the end, but it was domination. 
Texans. I love the Texans this week. One of the picks I gave you here, uh, 20 to 13 over the Saints. I, I like the Texans at home, and they came through. Uh, it was all the scoring early. It was 17-10 at halftime, and both teams just scored a field goal in the third quarter. Raiders beat the Patriots 21-17. Pats actually hung in a game, but Mac Jones is still terrible. Rams crushed the Cardinals 26-9. This was never really a game, especially in the second half. Kyron Williams, the rookie, had like eight yards in the first half, had 150 in the second half. Cooper Cup back to being Cooper Cup, seven for 148. And a touchdown mentioned the Lions beat the Buccaneers 20-6. Jared Goff playing as well as anybody right now, and Amon Ross St. Brown playing as well as anybody at wide receiver. This is without a running game. Baker Mayfield was awful in this game, threw a pick, missed a ton of throws. Every time he faces a good team, or almost every time, they lose. Monday night football tonight, Cowboys at the Chargers. It is a uh, one-and-a-half point spread. Chargers are favored by one-and-a-half at home. Uh, I kind of like the Cowboys in this one. I think it's going to be a slugfest. I like the Cowboys as bad as they looked last week to win this one on the road. They'll be It's the road, technically. I say that in air quotes, the road. But uh, the Chargers will have, the Cowboys will have more fans than the Chargers will in this one. I'll take the Cowboys uh, with the one-and-a-half or minus one and a half in LA against the Chargers. Close game. I think the Cowboys win by a field goal. I'll lay the one and a half points. There you go. And by the way, on the best, always check out the Bet Rivers best bets. Every week we put them out on Friday. Myself competing with all the guys as part of the Bet Rivers family. I was in first place going into this week, and I have expanded my lead three and two this week. I'd like to be better than that, but hey, if you if you hit at 60%, and I'm over 60% for the season, if you're with me, you've won a lot of money. I went three and two again. I didn't didn't uh, I, I did not have the Jets covering and I did not have the Giants covering. I hit the other three games this week, including the Vikings and the Jaguars and the uh and and it was I'm feeling good. I'm feeling good. I'm feeling hot. I got to stay hot again next week. All right. Thanks to everybody for joining me as well. By the way, one quick thing on baseball, the Rangers winning game one of the ALCS against the Astros last night, two to nothing. This Ranger team was awful. The final month of the season, they held on to, to get a playoff spot. And now they're three wins away from going to the world series. I'm sick of the Astros. I'm sure many of you are as well. I'm rooting for the Rangers to get to the world series. Uh, but I think the Phillies are winning it all. I think the Phillies are going to win it all. They're going to beat the Diamondbacks. And uh, I don't think anybody's stopping the Phillies right now. So there you go. Thanks to Monzo for producing as always. I'll talk to you next time. Where else? But right here in the bullpen with Adam the Bull, brought to you by Bet Rivers. See you, everybody. Thanks for listening to the bullpen with Adam the Bull on the Bet Rivers Network.